0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we all can relate to mountaintop experiences of one sort or another. Moments in our lives where everything seemed right into the in the world. Maybe that's, uh, for some of you, getting into college. Uh, a, a wedding day, or birth of a child, or you probably could name a A lot of other types of milestones, maybe getting your license or something along those lines. Our mountaintops, they give us hope, they bring us joy and fulfillment. They are more than just memories for us. They leave an impression upon us, maybe even a lasting impression upon us for the rest of our lives. In a word, they change us. Now Jesus is changing everything at this mountaintop experience in the transfiguration. Previously, he is healing the sick, casting out demons, speaking with authority, and from God. Many wanted to experience Jesus' miracles. Even more, Were talking about Jesus. And him knowing this, he went among his disciples and asked them about all the chatter. Who do the people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Peter, in contrast to the people's varied and consistently wrong answers, replied, You are the Christ. You are the Christ. And soon after this great confession of Peter, Jesus brought Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant and intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. The glory of the anointed one, Christ, uh, the uh, uh, metamorpho is the word that's used there in the Greek. And it describes this sense of metamorphosis that's occurring at this mountaintop with uh, uh, Peter and, and James and John who are witnesses to it metamorpho, metamorphosis occurring. And to this point in their lives, the disciples had experienced extraordinary things, but perhaps none more extraordinary than this. Perhaps the most extraordinary metamorphosis that they've ever witnessed. It was quite literally the most amazing mountaintop experience for them. Peter's confession of of who Jesus is becomes manifested before his own eyes. Here is Jesus, true man, revealing his true divine nature. The disciples see the union of God and flesh in the incarnational reality for themselves. And if the transfiguration of Jesus weren't enough, Before them stood also Elijah and Moses speaking with Jesus. How extraordinary is that? This brings about a kind of shock and awe for them. And it became too much for Peter. And I don't know if you caught it in the text, but Peter offers a tent of worship, not only just simply for Jesus, but for Moses and Elijah. He's swept up, in this metamorphic experience of that mountaintop moment. And so Peter, in a moment, makes an idol of Moses and Elijah. His blunder, however, isn't a far cry from what St. Paul will say is a veil that to this very day lies over the Israelites' hearts, as we heard in our epistle text. Paul lamenting the heart and minds of those who cannot and will not accept Jesus, conveys his grief, saying, to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, that veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Friends, Jesus desires to make putty of hardened minds and metamorphically change you. Like Peter and James and John were made to see what glory on high reigns in the flesh of Jesus, so you were made to see God and be changed. Again, St. Paul provides a kind of commentary for our gospel today, noting how the Holy Spirit unveils our hearts to Jesus, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom freedom from the valley of sorrow and the foothills of unbelief. Christ's mountaintop transfiguration sets our minds and hearts upon him, where sorrow cascades away against the watersheds of his holy mountain, and where belief is established firmly within the clefts of his hands. Jesus takes you to himself, reveals himself to you because he loves you. Paul writes, and we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree to another. Your God is transforming you. His transfiguration speaks to your transformation from the image of one who is a fallen sinner to one who is also a sainted believer each of us climbs god's mountain as a rebel we are mountaineers living for ourselves but through his invitation the spirit humbles our independence by giving us the means to know him and to live through all earthly estrangements the christian church has her foundation upon the rock of salvation, Jesus Christ, your Lord and your Savior. And from him, the church receives the provisions of daily bread, forgiveness, and eternity. Dear children of God, repent. Repent and hear what the Lord had said to Moses as they wandered the wilderness around the mountain regions for 40 years. The Lord says, You, you have circled this mountain long enough. As we enter the 40-day Lenten wilderness to be instructed in the truth of God's word, May God lead us in contrition over our sin and to repent of our lowly words and our grievous deeds. See how Moses and Elijah from the mountaintops are proclaiming the very glory of God. They preach with the hope of the Messiah concerning the one who fulfills the law and is the very mouthpiece of God in the flesh. From the mountaintops, Moses brought forth the commandments that we would follow them. And Elijah calls us to repent where we don't follow them. And when we forget to listen to God. Jesus comes as the beloved son who for the world and for your sake dared to ascend the mountain of our sin and was crucified, shedding his blood upon Mount Calvary to forgive sinners. Yes, Jesus changes everything for us. His divine glory stupefies the disciples while the invading cloud dismisses Moses and Elijah. And though the voice is hidden in the cloud, the familiar mandate of the Father is revealed once more. This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. Epiphany began with those words, for the Father's beloved Son in baptism, and ends with the Father's same proclamation in the Transfiguration This is my beloved Son. Both Jesus' baptism and his transfiguration cast a shadow over Lent while emanating a guiding light upon the glory that will come again in Christ's resurrection. It doesn't take us long to realize that mountaintop experiences will soon fade away. I'm sure you've experienced that yourselves. And that not everything is right in the world. But Jesus truly has changed everything. And he delivers his changing glory to you in his mercy for you. From his epiphany baptism to your baptism... He has washed your sins away and made you his own. From his word to your ears and your ears to your softened mind and from your mind to your eyes, that you would see God in unveiled freedom. And this is the unveiled freedom of his gospel. That the good news of Jesus gives birth to a new heart through faith. Jesus has changed everything including your heart so that you can dwell with God like Moses and Elijah and with St. Peter confess that Jesus is the Christ and say alongside St. Paul that Jesus has transformed you and that with all the saints in heaven and on earth finally say amen for all that God has done for you and as he has changed you. Amen.